refused to do it. So in Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, it said, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And look at this next few words. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. That means that God was not talking much in that time frame. And if you think about it this way, there was nobody listening much in that day. Eli and his boys have, I mean, they've made a mess of it. There, there's nothing going on there that's very good. And when you stop to think about it this way, church, tonight, as we're going through and we're looking at these things here, uh, it's, it's one of those deals where God needs a new messenger. He needs somebody who's going to talk plainly. He needs somebody who's going to tell the truth. And, and we know all about this. Samuel was the promised, not, not a promised child, but he was a promised child. His mama said, if you'll give me a boy child, I will raise him for you and I'll give him unto you all the days of his life. And she kept her promise and her prayer and she raised up Samuel when he got off of the wing there. She took him up to the temple of God and there she left him there for God to have. And it said the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. I will say to you tonight, we need to make sure the word of God is precious to us today. There was no open vision. And remember this, the Bible also says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I will say it tonight because I believe it. There are a lot of times as a minister I preached it wrong. And there's a lot of ministers I've heard preach it wrong. But it's not my vision and it's not your vision, it's God's vision. If God does not have a vision that people can see and hear and follow, they will perish. You know, we start off in life and we think, well, I've got a vision. People ask me, what's your vision for the church? My vision for our church is that we would grow and blossom and be something good for God. But what's God's vision for our church? I think God wants us to grow and blossom and be good for God. I, I, I say that carefully tonight knowing this, that I'm not talking simply about a number. I'm talking about the spiritual growth of our lives that make us fruitful for God no matter where we're at. Amen. Came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and the eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And there the lamp of God went out in the temple of God where the ark of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep or laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and he said, Here am I. Here I am. Excuse me, here am I. For thou didst call me. He said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went again and lay down. And the Lord called again Samuel, and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, thou dost call me. And he answered, and, and he answered, I called not my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived the Lord had called the child. 
Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be. If he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went away and laid down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called at, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Amen. You understand tonight, he was thinking he was hearing Eli. He went to Eli, and Eli was not hearing what Samuel was hearing. Not everybody hears the voice of God. And I will say this, not everybody sitting in the church house oftentimes hears the voice of God. I, I honestly believe this morning, and I'll be careful to think when say what I do, but, but I wonder if there was somebody in the service today who heard the voice of God, but they did not listen. Or there was those maybe who was closed off and didn't even hear. I'll tell you this morning, we had a sweet service. I mean a good service. I, we've, we, we've been having some very blessed services, at least wise in my opinion. I will say that because I feel it. But Eli did not hear what Samuel heard. Then, then Eli finally got it in his Hey, wait a second, Samuel, this must be God. Next time, say, here am I. Lord, you understand, even though Eli couldn't hear, he had had enough remembrance and enough times when God had spoke to him that he realized this, it must be the voice of God. And so whenever he gets there into the 10th verse, we hear this, with the ninth, in the 10th verse, and it says, the Lord came and stood and called as other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel answered, speak for thy servant heareth. He could hear the voice of God, and now he understood who was calling him. Can I say to you and I tonight, child, there are times when we will hear the wrong voice, but we know the right voice, and Jesus even said, My sheep hear my voice, and they know me, and another they will not follow. Amen. Can I tell you tonight that we need to get to a point to when those other voices begin to speak, we do not listen to them. Those voices that draw us away from God. Those voices that diminish God. Those voices that tell us there is no God. Or that God's not important. Or God doesn't have to be served that much. I will say this in this day and age that we're living in. There are people who don't believe God needs three hours a week. Now I'm going to tell you something. That's not very much. I thought about this this morning as I had to get up early and take care of a few things to get ready for the service this morning. And I got up and I took off down there to Walmart. Like I said, I got there. But on the way down there, I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm going a little bit early but a little bit late. I probably should have got there a little sooner so I wouldn't have been pushed the way that I felt like I was in the end there. But I thought, you know, how many people think it's too early to get up to go to church? But yet you let the Razorbacks have an 11 o'clock kickoff. Five o'clock in the morning they be up. They'll be down there for tailgating around nine o'clock in the morning. And they'll tailgate down there and then they'll go through the game there. And they'll sit there the whole time that that's going on for four hours. They'll fight the traffic getting out. Might as well add another hour to it. And by the time they get home, they've already spent 12 hours or more of their day for a football game. But they won't give up just a couple of hours to go to church and serve God. 
I mean, just stop and think about it, church. They listen to the wrong voice instead of listening to the right voice. The devil says, hey, you don't need that church. You don't need that preacher. You don't need that God. You don't need that. Hey, there are those who will even say this. The songs are not even the right type of song. You don't need that. Me and Brother Lonnie was visiting yesterday. And he, he's telling me he, he's seen more than I have seen over the last years. I've been right here and stuff. I've seen a lot of things going on. But, you know, he, he was telling me there are not very many places you can go and still get what we got here. The King James Bible, hymnals. And not, not that we don't do anything other than hymnals. I mean, we sing hymnals as a congregation. That's the way it is. But our specials are not always hymnals. And we do this and we think about this, but everything we want to do and everything, I will say this, I will tell my daughters this, if that song does not call Jesus or God by name somewhere in it, you better put him in it. I want a clear message. He knows my name is not good enough. Who knows your name? So they'll say, he knows my name, he knows my name. God knows my name. Like the song we sing, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I love that latter part there when it gets to, Oh, Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Tell somebody who he is. You know, oftentimes the devil doesn't care if you use the word he because as long as the word he is in there, he can determine it any way he wants to. When you name the devil, he doesn't like that either. By the way, that's why our King James Bible says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Called him out. I like that. You know who was telling who? Done what, right? God was telling Lucifer, Satan, you're the one out. I'm the one in. I'm still on the throne and you're not. Matter of fact, I love the way the Bible, and I didn't mean to go this far, but I love the way the Bible says in, in Galatians there, he said, who's sitting on the throne of God, professing him to be, the, to be God. But he ain't God. He claims it, but he ain't got it. God said, I am God, and there is no other. Second Kings chapter 7 the reason I gave you this is because we're not going to flip to all of these, but take King here chapter 7 and verse 1. Then Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord to tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel the gates, in the gates of Samaria. Can I just say this? Listen to this. He's sending forth a message to go. Then he says in Jeremiah 2, 4, Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Can I tell you this tonight, church, and I think about what I said uh, on, on Dad's day, and I said dads need to lead. Listen to me. God speaks to the family, and the voice of the Lord coming here, he said in the word of the Lord to the house of Jacob. Hey, here, the house of Jacob is not this little bitty uh, thing like the house of Ernie. You know, it, it's not just a three-bedroom house. This was talking to the whole place there, but to the house of Jacob and the families of the house of Israel. He says, here's a clear message to everybody we ought to hear. When God is saying, hear the word of the Lord, when the prophet says, hear you the word of the Lord, it means we need to pay attention to what's fixing to be said. And hear this, God is declaring what voice is talking. We're going to listen to the right voice. We ought to hear the voice of the Lord. 
I mean, after all, in the book of Proverbs, in the first chapter, look at what God says here. I, I don't got this one down, so I got to turn to it. Proverbs chapter 1. Starting off there, he says, A wise man, in verse 5, A wise man will hear and will increase in learning. A man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And in verse 8, my son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be, unto, be an ornament of grace under thine head, chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us work privately for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow up the alive as the grave is cold as, the, as, as they that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall, be, or shall fill our houses with full. Cast in, the lot, uh, cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their paths. And he warns them there. Think about it. He says, my son, hear. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the instruction of God. Jeremiah 17 and 20. And he said unto them, hear ye the word of the Lord, ye king of Judah, and all Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, that enter in these gates. Now let me just say this. I like this because, see, it's not just for the little ones. It's for the big ones. You ever, you ever thought about this church? I mean, I do. We've all heard it. There's two laws or two type classes of law. There's the law for the little guy, and then there's the law for the big guy. So your congressman's running down the highway at 90 miles an hour, and the state trooper pulls him over. How are you doing today, congressman? We'll just call the one in my district, Congressman Womack. How are you today? He says, I'm doing pretty good. It looks like you're in a hurry. Yes, sir, I am. I'm late for whatever it is you're late for. I don't know what it is. He said, well, I'll tell you what, just go on and have a good day there. He pulls you an eye over and he says, what's going on? Where's the fire? What are you doing? How come you're driving so fast? Well, I'm doing 90 and a 75. I didn't think it was too bad. You're 15 miles and over. By the way, here's a ticket. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I like the Andy Griffith show where Barney gave the governor's car a ticket. Poor Barney. But do you understand what God's saying? Look at that. Here, here, here he said unto them, Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye kings of Judah. He's talking to the king. He talked to David. Nathan rebukes David. Samuel rebukes Saul. Daniel rebukes Nebuchadnezzar. If you go through the Bible, you'll find that God did not silence himself to a king. He spoke to the kings the same as he did to the people, and he gave them the same message. You've got to hearken unto my voice. You've got to hear my voice. When I'm talking, pay attention to what I'm saying and decipher the voices. Why was Nebuchadnezzar so uh, astonished? And I, and I say that carefully. Let me, let me just go over there. Again, didn't mean to go here. But we'll go there. Book of Daniel. 
I was going to say chapter 3, but we're not in chapter 3. Not Nebuchadnezzar, but Darius. King Darius hears the wrong voice. We may not cover all these, but, but let's just go there. Daniel chapter 6. Look at this. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over all and over the these over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first. Why was Daniel first? Daniel listened to God. He he'd served faithfully through through kings and he listens to God and he's set up in a good place. He said the princes might give an account unto them and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Now he's second to the king. The presidents and the princes sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful. Faithful. Neither was there any error fault or fault found in him. Then said these men, we will not find an occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. These presidents, then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said unto him, King Darius, live forever. Lift him up, make him feel good. I mean, he's proud. He's sitting there, all the presidents of the kingdom, of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree. Sign the writing that it may be charged or that it may not be changed. According to the law of the Medians and Persians, which altereth not, wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now listen to that, church. Whose voice was he listening to? Everybody but Daniel was in this. And Daniel was so favored that he was set up, he was second to the king. He was set up over the whole realm. And everybody under him had, a, had an opportunity like none other because Daniel was going to follow God. And Daniel was going to advise the king wisely. And matter of fact, Daniel would make sure that the king followed God if he just listened to Daniel. And they didn't like Daniel, so they went and they gave him another voice. I want to tell you something. If God's your first voice, don't listen to that second voice that's taking you away. Remember the story of the prophet that was told to go and get and don't stop, don't go back, don't turn back, don't do nothing. And then the false prophet says, go get him, tell him, hey, God told me to come get you. Hey, if God tells me to get, I need to get. And if God says to you, or, or you say to me, God told me to come get you, I'm going to tell you, God told me to get. I'm out of here. I'm done. We had something happen next door to the church yesterday, and, and me and Zach was over here, and it was a little weird, and we, we have to admit we're uh, not 100, 100% of just exactly everything out there, but I would just say this. It did not feel right. There was something that told me, don't go out there. I opened the door to see what was going on. I saw what was going on. I come back in, and I just simply told Zach this. It's demonic. 
I don't know what it is, but it's demonic. It doesn't sound right, doesn't feel right, doesn't look right. And, and we called the police and we asked them to come by and check on it before they could get here. That person left. But I'm going to tell you, I stood over there at the wall and I rebuked Satan. And somebody, oh, Brother Ernie, it's, let me tell you, God said get back inside. I stayed inside. I told Zach, I said, you stay inside. Don't go out there. We're not going to stick our heads up and sing. When one voice talks and you know it's the right voice, why do you listen to a second voice? Do you understand what I'm saying tonight, church? There are those who, who do not think the house of God is that important. Not because they don't think, because they hear a second voice. They don't think the word of God is that important. And they'll hear a second voice. God will say, my word is vital. But they'll hear a second voice that says, oh, not that much. Prayer is vital. Brother Lonnie tried to tell us prayer was vital. Calling out the name of the lost was vital. Can, can I tell you tonight, I, I sit there and I thought to myself as he said, how long has it been since I really knelt down at the altar there and took time to call out the names of those that I love and know who are lost? I mean, really call them out by name and plead with them before God for their salvation. And let me just say this, there's a voice that will say, well, that's not really necessary. But listen to me, the voice that Brother Lonnie said was necessary was the message that God gave him to give to us, which means listen to the first voice because that's the right voice if you would jump down there with me let me get out of here one two three four five six seven about where I thought I was we went from hear the word of the Lord to hear the voice of the Lord now in Exodus chapter 15 Verse 26. And he said, if thou wilt. Do you remember I always, I tell you that God, God's qualifiers. We, we don't like qualifiers. You know why we don't like qualifiers? Because qualifiers tells us that there is a part that we must do. When it comes to the word of God, we we like to hear it, amen it, but then to have to actually do it, it's a little hard there, you know. You think about this, and I, and I, I was over there this afternoon, and the game come on, OU against Ole Miss at 2 o'clock, and I, I turned it on, and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to turn that off. I need to study. I don't, I don't need to watch the ball game. I need to get ready for tonight. There's another voice that says, you can do both. Double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, the Bible says. You know, I, I, I'll tell you something. I can eat dinner and listen to a ball game at the same time. But I cannot eat dinner, listen to a ball game, and pay attention to my wife at the same time, and she will tell you. I can't even watch the ball game and listen to her without eating dinner. Because she'll say, dinner's ready, and I'm listening at the ball game. Dinner's ready. I'm looking at the ball game. I'm eating without you. She'd done been sitting down. Oh, is it ready? You 
know, the, the devil does that. He'll tell you you can do both things at once. I, I, I know people who used to sit in the church and, and they were dying for me to hurry up and hush so they could get out of church and get to the ball game. And if I if I was going a little long, or if the ball game started a little early, they called it sneaking out of the church. Can I tell you something? When I'm at the front and you're going out the back, you ain't sneaking out. Matter of fact, if I'm at the front and you're close to the front and you get up to walk out, you really ain't sneaking out. What you're doing is distracting people by getting up and going out. And, and you had to get out for the ball game. Why? Because the voice that said you can't be late to the game outweighed the voice that said, hey, I got something to say. I can tell you, preaching the word of God's not always easy. People don't like to listen. All right, Exodus chapter 15. I went to Deuteronomy, forgive me. It won't read the same. Verse 26. Here's what he says. And we'll go back up. People murmured. Verse 22, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went unto the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days into the wilderness and found no water. And when they come through Mariah, or Marah, they, they could not drink the water of Marah, for they were, they were bitter. Therefore, the name of the place was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we, excuse me, what shall we drink? And he said unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree which he had cast into the waters. The waters were made sweet. There, there he made them a statute and an ordinance that they, as there was, he provided them. And he said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord. Now think about this. Diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. And will do that which is right in his sight. And will give ear to his commandments and to keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they called, and they came to Elam. There were twelve wells of water and threescore ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. Now listen to me carefully, church. He said this, if you will do what I ask you to do, if you'll listen to me first, if thou will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. Church, there is a qualifier to getting the blessings of God. There is also a qualifier to staying out of the, 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 the plagues that God was talking about here, the diseases in this. And God said, if you're going to get the benefits, you've got to do this. Diligently hearken to my voice. Not me, but him. Do that which is right in his sight. Do you understand it's far more important to obey God and do the will of God than it is anybody else? And I, and I will say this tonight with absolute uh, positive, uh, non-failure, non 
apologetic. Listen to me. When people tell you to do something or go against God or God's not necessary or needed or, or to even uh, miss church or, or don't read your Bible, whatever, don't listen to that voice. The voice of God says, come, not stay away. Amazing thing, they'll run to that which God said stay away from, and they'll not run to that which God said come to. Come ye out and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people. And they run and they have all these concerts. I'll be honest with you, it's kind of sickening to me when I see somebody who's supposed to be a Christian talking about how good a time they had at a Garth Brooks concert. I'll just be honest with you. As a Christian, you ain't got no business at a Kenny, Kenny Chesney concert. Why in the world would you want to go see ACDC, ZZ Top? I'm just trying to think of some of these names I know. I just tell you, church, you don't belong there. Never did, never should, never would. I, 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 I don't have. I don't. And, and, it's no secret, okay? I have no apologies. I don't like people who play both sides of the road. You cannot record a gospel album over here and talk about the glory of God and then go over here and sing about who's sleeping with who. And Christian people ought not go there. Go through here, you'll find, going through Deuteronomy, we'll find these carefully. Chapter 13, verse 18. When thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and all his commandments which I command you this day, to do that which is right in the eyes of the Lord thy God. What did he say? Hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Again, 15, 15. Only if thou carefully hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do those things do those commandments which I command thee this day. God, God is separating out church. Listen to me. I'm telling you right now, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Sometimes folks say, well, Brother Arnie, you're in the Old Testament. You're in the Old Testament. You're in the Old Testament. Well, when I jump into the New Testament, they don't like that either. Jesus said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, and with all thy mind. And him only shalt thou serve. Deuteronomy 27.10 Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord. It's real simple, church. Thy God, and do his commandments and his statutes, which, he command, which I command thee this day. 28 and 1. And it shall come to pass that thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all the commandments which I command thee this day. The Lord thy God will set thee on a high above. Excuse me, will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. I, I mean, this Bible tells us humble ourselves before God, and He will lift us up. And, the, and you could say it, saying the same thing right there. If we're going to do everything that God's going to tell us to do, then God's going to lift us up and set us. Can I tell you something, church? There was a reason that one time 
the United States of America uh, was lifted up to the place that it was, and it was set up there. It was a city on a hill. It was a light. I mean, people were coming here for freedoms and stuff, and yet today we're no longer that. We're a burnout light, but we're like a halogen going out. We're flickering here and there. Why? Because we turned our backs on God. We turned our ears deaf to God. I, I mean, just to think about it, I'm disgusted by uh, what's gone on and said. Uh, I, I love the fact that the Supreme Court said what they did, but can I tell you, uh, the news media uh, let the old stupid Democratic politicians get up there and they'll say, well, I'm not going to say it's a good morning. Uh, there's nothing good about today. We just said, stop murdering babies. And they said, there's nothing good about that. I ain't heard one Democrat open his mouth this, this past week and say anything good about Roe versus Wade being overturned. It's all how terrible, how horrible. Women's health has gone out. Can I ask you, ladies, did your insurance call up and cancel your health care? Or can you still go to the doctor? Mama, you still got your doctor's appointment? Fuck off. I'm talking about church. People listen to the voice of God. Once, once in 50 years, somebody finally six people listen to God said, I'm going to tell you something. We didn't do it. I don't know how God did it, but God somehow did it and told them, enough's enough. Overturn it. And six of them did. And three of them did it. And you'd have thought the world fell apart. And everything just now, it's collapsed. The economy's dead. Healthcare's dead. Everything's dead. And it's not. By the way, if we'll do more, God will come back in favor. Amen. And by the way, it ain't the Republicans threatening to kill the, the Supreme Court justices. I ain't even threatening to kill the three that said they wouldn't vote for it. I'm just praying for them that God will change their minds and they'll realize who they are and what they need to be. You don't do that with a gun. You do that with prayer. Deuteronomy chapter 28. You shall come to pass that will hearken diligently. Verse 1 and verse 2 this evening. To the voice of the Lord thy God. To observe to all the commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on a high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. You want to be blessed, you got to listen. You got to hearken. I, I'm telling you, church, tonight, and, 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 I, and I'll be just be honest with you, I don't have one verse in the New Testament on this page here. I, I didn't, and, and, and I'll just say this. There was 50 times, 49 times I found everything there in the Old Testament. One time in the book of Revelations there, uh, and I didn't put it down there. But, but, but it, again, it was just a warning. I was trying to get you all the beneficial side of things. Let me just say this. If you do opposite of what I'm telling you tonight or what the Bible's telling you tonight, the voices here, the word that I've given you here, if you do opposite of that, you're not going to get the blessings of God. You're going to get the cursings of God. You're going to get the whoopings of God. And finally, you're going to get the wrath of God. Can I tell you tonight, church, I don't want the wrath of God on me. I want the love of God and the grace of God and the favor of God on me. I mean, I want God's blessings. 
Deuteronomy chapter 38, or 30, verses 8 and 10. And thou shalt return. God, God gives us opportunity, church. You realize that God told Israel that they were a backslidden people. They were a stiff-necked people. And if they didn't turn back to God, they was going to feel his wrath. But thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I command thee this day. And I, I should have got verse 9 in there, and I didn't. I'll flip over there real fast. I'm right next door to it. So we can just read on down. Verse 8 again, we'll get it. And if thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord, thy, the voice of the Lord, and do all his commandments which I command you this day, and the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thine hand, in the fruit of thy, thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy fathers. Can I tell you something this morning, this evening, church? That right there ought to tell you something. I mean, just think about it. Can you imagine God rejoicing over you and I? In verse 10, he said, If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments, his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if thou shalt if thou wilt turn unto the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with thy soul. God, God's going to rejoice over us. And when God's rejoicing, there are showers of blessing. Then I, I had to get these out of the book of Psalms. They're in the 29th chapter. If you want to go over there, I won't. I'm just going to cover the ones I got because I want you to listen to what it says here. The voice of the Lord is powerful. <laughs> the voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. Hey, he, can, he, he does things. They were big timbers. The voice of the Lord divideth flames of fire. I wonder what Jesus had to say to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Can you imagine that? Come on in, guys. It's feeling good down here. They didn't burn up. It had to be cool. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. I mean, just to hear God speak. In Jeremiah 42 and verse 6, it said, Whether it be good or whether it be evil, will ye, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God. Now, now there's, the, there's the stand. There, there's the thought. Kind of like what Jer Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said in Daniel chapter 3. Whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we should we send thee that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. Now, now remember, I read to you in verse 9 of chapter 30 that God said that if they do these things, he will rejoice over them. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all in the book of Daniel, Daniel and those, 
They all said, we're going to obey God. It's better to obey God. Get thrown in the fiery furnace, go in the lion's den. It's still better to obey God than to heed your voice, O king. And by the way, when they obeyed God, the influence of their obedience to God influenced the king. Kings always messed up when they listened to the other guys. But they never messed up when they listened to the four guys pretty good. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Think about it, church. And then we conclude, like I said, whether it be good, make up your mind. Or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God. I'm going to listen to the voice of God. I'm going to listen to the voice of God. whom we send thee, that it may be well with us, and when we obey the voice of the Lord, our God. I believe we can make a change if we'll be obedient to the voice of God. Would you stand with us tonight? Father in heaven, we're thankful to God. We praise you, Father. Lord, tonight, knowing that, dear God, as we've gathered here, Lord, we might be few in number, but we are, dear God, great in spirit. Lord, I know tonight that Thou desirest to do mighty, wonderful things in our lives. I believe You desire to do the same, Father, with our church. God, we don't have to be a hundred to be mighty in Your eyes, but we do have to be obedient. You have to be willing. Father, I pray, just help us, Lord, to be what you'd have us to be and do that which you'd have us to do. Dear God, asking you tonight to just move an anointing touch in a mighty and special way. Father, prepare us, Lord. Give us the strength we need to carry out your will, your plan, and your purpose in Jesus' blessed name. And we'll give you glory, Father, for it all in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And amen. And amen. Is there anything anybody needs to pray about tonight before that we dismiss?